and welcome to The Healthy Sensitive, a podcast for highly sensitive people who are looking to fully engage in the world, not hide from it, uh, but who, while in the process of engaging in this crazy-making world that we happen to have, want to maintain their health, their wellness, and their sense of vitality, and uh, even their sanity, if at all possible. (laughs) Uh, I'm Leah Burkhart, your hostess on the show, and I want to talk today about less. Or maybe I want to talk about space. Or maybe I just want to talk about having enough. I don't know. Not sure which of those three. I'm kind of still trying to decide which of them I'm going to like nail the nail on the wall here. Um, at any rate, really what I'm trying, what I want to talk about in today's episode is uh, the idea of being deliberate, the, the value of being deliberate. And in the process of being deliberate, how often it seems to be true that the conversation circulates back to this concept of having less or rather doing less or maybe the short way of putting it is that it might just really be true that less is more. With that having been said, I'm actually going to try and challenge myself to make this a fairly short podcast. Uh, I'm a long-winded person and I love to hear myself speak. Strange for a highly sensitive person, uh, but maybe that's true of all introverts. We love the sound of our own thoughts (laughs) more than we like to engage uh, with in conversations with others about theirs. Selfish little beings we are. (laughs) Anyway, so let's let's see if I can get clear on what I'm trying to talk about with this concept of you know less is more because I I get irritated by phrases like that. They seem very vague and uh, impractical. They're not something that I can grab onto and like pull into my life in a way that really adds value. It's just something that's kind of fun to flirt with and play with and then leave on the table and leave, walk away from. But what I find really interesting is in every one of the topics, categories, areas that I have developed an interest in, this idea of less keeps coming up as being really important to, I'll say, success. I'll I'll use that word. Let me kind of break this down here. So other philosophies, modalities, frameworks that I've seen outside of Western culture really seem to have a grasp of this need for space, for absence, For example, uh, there's an Indian practice of medicine called Ayurveda. It's similar to Chinese medicine, and if you're familiar with either one of those two, you'll know that these kinds of healing modalities uh, often like to refer to the body more in the realm of an ecosystem uh, and less in terms of it being a machine. We in the West like often see the body as more of a a mechanistic machine thing that we, we can oil and grease and uh, exchange parts <laughs> and hopefully get to work as as optimally as possible. I think both are useful frameworks to to utilize, but the reason I'm pulling in Ayurveda and Chinese medicine is in Ayurveda, it's it talks a lot about elements. So it uses elements as metaphor when engaging in wellness. So earth, air, fire, water, it's what the four elements most people know of. And then in Ayurveda there's also ether, so space. In Ayurveda, there is an understanding that 
you can't just have earth, air, fire, and water. There also has to be this absence of all of the above, or rather, potential. So with space is the potential for something new. You'll see elements of this in Chinese medicine. They use uh, yin and yang, for example, quite frequently. And yang is that assertive, go-getter, be-the-boss kind of energy. And yin is that nurturing, uh, restful, you know, recharge kind of energy. And again, in Chinese medicine, there's this grasp that, of course, you need both. You can't go out and get if you haven't come back home to recharge in order to have energy to go out again. Um... We here in the West, though, don't really have a useful language for that. They do, or at least they seem to. And when you chat with people about it, they're, oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's embedded into the fabric of their paradigm of reality. Like, everything that they see, this is some, this is a huge part of how they see the world and how they see their, their roles in it. This concept of needing space, needing rest, uh, needing there to be potential. Room left over, in other words. In our country, we're, we don't, we're not good at that. Uh, more is our mantra. So make more money, buy more things, eat more food, have more friends, uh, talk more often. More, more, more is this, is this huge, huge part of who we are as a people. And I think we're starting to develop a chronic condition around it. In my case, I often call this chronic consumption in this constant state of feeling like we need more, which may not be true, at least according to the evidence that I'm seeing and in realms of our lives that are really important to our survival. I will say, I mean, I'll talk a little bit more about that, by the way, but I will say there, there is a counterculture that's starting to inquire more about this and really challenge these assumptions about needing more, a perpetual need for more. Uh, minimalism is one example of that. Uh, so if you're interested in podcasts, one great example uh, is actually a podcast called The Minimalists, where they talk about living a more meaningful life with less. So it's almost like having less provides more potential in a sense. And the word they throw around a lot is deliberate, and it's a word that I'm clinging on to in this podcast as well. And in what way, then, do we imagine that having less could be helpful? Well, let's break it down into sort of more pragmatic conversation here, because again, I've, I tend to like to stay in the light, fluffy stuff of esoteric and, and abstract language. Let's really get into the nitty-gritty. Let's talk finances. If ever I find myself in a financial bind, or maybe I should say whenever I know anyone around me who's in a financial bind, our first go-to, I'm including myself in this, is typically to make more. If you're having money problems, you should diversify your income. You should make more money. You should get a better paying job. Rarely does anyone talk about spending less. How interesting is that? Right? I mean... It's not so rare. I mean, when you're talking to financial gurus, you know, like your Dave Ramseys of the world, they will very comfortably converse about spending less. <laughs> in fact, they, they'll hone it and hammer it in. But I, I think they're held up as being special because they're kind of outliers. 
and they're saying stuff to us that we really don't want to hear. I don't understand why we don't want to hear it so badly, but we don't like it. We always are thinking in the realm of making more before we ever consider spending less. This is also true in the realm of our health, and I'm speaking mostly about weight in particular, not that I think weight is the only or even the most important barometer for health, but it's one that most folks that I speak to on a daily basis are preoccupied with. When someone comes to me and says, I want to lose weight, most of the time they're much more comfortable exercising more before they're ever interested in talking about consuming less. So yeah, they're creating a calorie deficit, but it's creating a calorie deficit in the same way that making more money creates a financial surplus. (laughs) I mean, it's It's about making more, and in the case of weight management, exercise makes more, we'll say, cash, quote-unquote, to spend, quote-unquote, in the realm of food. I can eat more if I exercise more, which, I mean, in terms of how the science, you know, what the science says on that is more or less not really. I mean, you'd have to, even running marathons, it's ridiculously easy to overeat. I mean, one meal at a chain restaurant, and you're pretty much back to par. In the realm of health, too, uh, there's a lot of research out there indicating to us that those who eat a little bit less than they need in terms of the, the calorie intake tend to live a longer life, which I think is highly correlated with uh, a lower BMI, lower weight. But I don't know that they're one, like, I don't think that they're cause and effect. It's not like I weigh less, therefore I live longer. Talk to a cancer patient, they'll tell you all day long that's just not true. But the kind of person who's willing to consume a little bit less is the kind of person who probably will weigh a little less. And when you consume a little less and when you weigh a little less, it's a little easier to move your body around. Exercise is universally helpful for the body in terms of health and longevity and even mental health. So I think these things all connect together in this really lovely way. When we consume less, it's almost like it gives our body a little bit more of a break And in allowing that break to happen and giving it a little less stuff to digest at all times, it's got more space to then take care of us in other ways. Uh, An analogy I like to use for this is like if you've got a whole bunch of laborers just kind of hanging out and they're given a project and they finish the project, and let's just imagine all of these laborers are tremendously hardworking. They finish early and they're just kind of hanging out and like, I don't know, staring at one another going, well, what do you want to do now? Well, at some point, maybe they'll get together and say, well, the truck's kind of dirty. Maybe we could organize it. Um, (laughs) It's that same kind of thing. Your body does that too. If it's not constantly busy digesting food, it gives your body an opportunity to then do some detoxing, to do a little bit of cleanup, uh, to cleanse the liver out a little bit. Um, In fact, this is some of the takeaways from things like intermittent fasting, which I'm not suggesting we all go out and do intermittent fasting, but what's interesting about the research on it is that it's basically indicating to us when we give our bodies a break from consuming, it allows for the potential to heal. We'll also see evidence of how this can be helpful in the realm of personal and physical space. So too much clutter often is associated with a more cluttered mind. I know that that's true for me. Um, headspace. There's un, like just mountains of research about how important it is to sit down quietly and meditate 
Meditation is huge. Even checking out and zoning out has its merits. So we often are sort of like, you know, at least I know for myself, I get a little self-conscious when I zone out for a minute. Turns out that's a really helpful aspect of what the brain needs in order to recharge. It is just one other thing it does to kind of integrate new information. And finally, there's social space. Um, And when I'm referring to social space here, I'm talking about how we schedule time for ourselves versus the time we schedule to be out in the world and doing our work, engaging with our friends, our family, our loved ones, our pets. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Let me just take a breath there for a second. Um, Why talk about this in a wellness podcast for highly sensitive people? Well, <laughs> in my experience, both experientially, as a, you know, my, my personal experience, just living in this spacesuit of a body, when I have more physical space, more head space, when I'm eating deliberately, I don't mean just not eating, to be clear. I'm not saying, oh, we should just not eat and we'll all get well. Uh, when I'm being deliberate about what I spend my money on, I am more at peace. I'm more present. So when I'm being deliberate about my finances, my money goes to things that really add value. When I'm being deliberate about what I put into my body in terms of food, I end up having more energy rather than finding myself in a food coma. When I have more space, physical space around me, I feel at ease, and I feel like there's potential for creativity. I've got room in my head, just as I have room in my room. When I meditate, I can think more clearly and more efficiently. And when I have time that's specifically just for me, not necessarily something I need to do or a place I need to be, just me time, my ability to be really present during those times I'm out with others, my capacity to be a good friend, a good sister, daughter, aunt, lover, friend, increases exponentially. And this seems to be particularly true of highly sensitive people. It's almost as though highly sensitive people are especially enamored with this this idea of space or at the very least they they have a uh, it's a tangible thing for highly sensitive people they need this thing as though just like most people need water most people like just like we all need water (laughs) it's this essential ingredient that's so essential that we don't even necessarily have a word for it or a language around it it's just a known fixed variable. And we can count on the fact that if we don't get space in any of these ways, we suffer greatly. And I think having a conversation about this, and again in multiple arenas, this idea of being more with less is or could be pivotal. It could be huge in terms of adding value to our lives. 
interesting, right? Taking away excess stuff adds more value to our lives. Doing less and being deliberate about what we do makes us more effective. This seems to keep coming up, whether it's in personal development, whether it's in finances and weight or mental health, it just keeps coming up. So having said all of that, we're now at the near 16 minute mark and I kind of want to close in because I don't want to spend too much of your time making a very long-winded podcast about how doing less could be better for us. (laughs) um, But I do want to leave today with a question. How might you be able, like what might you be able to do if you could embrace this concept? In what way, maybe this is a better way of phrasing the question, in what way might your life improve if you found a way to do less, consume less, uh, have less clutter in your lives, have less social interaction on a near constant basis, how might less turn out to be more for you, if at all? Love to hear from you. Uh, You can send me an email at Leah Burkhart, L-E-A-H-B-U-R-K-H-A-R-T, 360 at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find me at my website, thehealthysensitive.com, and you can write in there. I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, and if you don't want to particularly share them with me, then I do hope that it adds value for you, this idea of doing, consuming, needing less. All right. And with that, I leave you for the day, and I wish you a very pleasant, oh so fabulous, Uh, not too over-bombarded week this week. Take good care and be well.